Brighter Media Group Original. What's up, friends and family? Welcome to the Verse Podcast. My name is John on a daily pursuit to become more perceptive to what the Bible says. Today, reading Psalm 32. Let's do it. Psalm 32 is really a celebration of the forgiveness of God. It's a maskil of David, and maskil is uh, what can be translated as a teaching psalm. It means to teach or to instruct. It actually hasn't been translated into English, but that's what it means as closely as we can determine. It was actually written after David's great sin with Bathsheba. And and briefly, if you don't know what that story is, or if you need to be reminded of it, um, David was walking on the roof of his, of his palace one evening. He spots a woman bathing and apparently goes temporarily insane over her. Uh, his inquiries reveal that she is Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah, who was one of David's mighty men, which was like a skilled war, like part of his special forces. But David doesn't care. Um, he has her brought to the palace and he sleeps with her. Bathsheba becomes pregnant and David soon falls even deeper into sin in an effort to cover everything up. Um, he brings Uriah to Jerusalem and urges him to go home and spend the night with his wife with the hope that he would have relations with her and that she would believe that David's baby was his. Ugh. Um, Uriah refuses to do this. He sleeps at the palace door and then David gets Uriah drunk, still doesn't go home. And then David concocts a plan by which Uriah is killed in battle. And David proceeds to marry Bathsheba. So he's now committed adultery and proxy murder with no apparent remorse. <laughs> he gives every appearance of a man whose conscience is seared. Psalm 32 actually, from what I've learned, pairs with Psalm 51. Psalm 51 is David's prayer for remorse and for forgiveness and for mercy. Psalm 32 is after he's been assured of his forgiveness and he wants to instruct others. So the maskil of David, Psalm 32. Let's read. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away, and I groaned all day long. Day and night your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord, and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Therefore, let all the godly pray to you while there is still time, that they may not drown in the floodwaters of judgment. For you are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Do not be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit and bridle to keep it under control. Many sorrows come to the wicked, 
but unfailing love surrounds those who trust in the Lord. So rejoice in the Lord and be glad, all you who obey him. Shout for joy, all you whose hearts are pure. This psalm isn't for people who are morally perfect. People who have never sinned. I don't even know who those people are, by the way. God's love surrounds each of us who trust in the Lord. When Jesus died on the cross, his sacrificial death, his atonement for us did two things, something for God and something for us. It satisfied the wrath of God against sin, and it covered our sin. But it only did those things for the people who openly confess their sins, people who are not hypocrites and who don't play games with God. When we sin and fall short, when we break the law of God, when we are wicked and we're holding on to our sin and trying to keep it under control, like David said, it eats away at us. It drains us completely dry. But when we confess, he completely forgives us. God completely forgives us. Because of this knowledge, because we are forgiven, we can call out to God and have assurance and confidence. We've been cleansed and covered. We are blessed. We should have immense joy. But if you're struggling with that today, if you're condemning yourself, if you're living with shame and guilt, I've been there. I struggle with that big time. But here are a few practical questions you can ask yourself as we transition to a time of reflection, meditation, and prayer. Are my feelings of guilt and shame affecting my relationship with God? Other people? How? Why should I continue to shame myself if God isn't shaming me? Is there a biblical basis for withholding self-forgiveness? What must happen in order for me to forgive myself? And lastly, do I still need to confess my sins to God? Are there any sins that I need to confess? When facing self-doubt and remorse, focus on the basics of who God is and what he wants for your life and prayerfully consider those questions. Maybe rewind this back and listen to them again. Write them down. Read them aloud to yourself. Spend time reflecting on each one. You may even want to journal or work through uh, your thoughts in prayer as God speaks. But don't be alarmed if you find yourself wrestling with some of those answers. Remember that God wants to help renew our minds and our perspective. And he promises to be with us as we confront our guilt. Let's take some time um, right now, in fact. Let's not put this off and delay this. Let's take the time now and reflect and meditate and pray and think about those questions.
Thank you so much for being here today. I am so, so grateful to you as always. That is not something I just say and read off a script at the end of these podcasts. It is coming from um, the most authentic posture and place that I am grateful for this community that is starting to build. I can sense the undercurrent of it. I can I read the emails that come in with the questions that you have and the verses you want included and your comments and your reviews. I'm so grateful for each one of them. If you haven't yet left a rating and a review and you listen to this podcast, would you consider do, doing so? It really um, helps more people see it and helps this uh, community grow. If you want to look at all the resources that I use um, in this podcast, that's linked in the show notes as well, where you can submit uh, your verses you'd like included in a future episode or a deep dive or questions that you have in the Bible. So I started this little trend last time of actually reading the reviews to give you a little, give you a little shout out, right? <laughs> um, so here we go. What's the review going to be today? Mm. All right. This review is from Heather Voss. The title is Versed Five Star Review. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much, John. The daily 10-minute podcast first is feeding me spiritually. It makes a great daily devotional. Even now, as I am waiting at the vet's office, I am listening to it. I appreciate the research you do that brings light, uh, brings to light the historical context of each scripture. This podcast unlocks how to apply the scripture to our daily lives, too. And I like the silent, reflective time at the end with the background music. God bless you. First, all the listeners. Heather, thank you so much. Hey. Leave a review. Yours might get uh, shouted out and read in the next episode. Until then, make hope louder, guys, and we will talk tomorrow.